Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome special guest, actor, producer, Jason Brooks. How you doing, Jason? Hey, good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, and thank you for coming on, man. I'm excited. Uh, me too. <laughs> and uh, you're also the owner of uh, Real Fiction Studios as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, makeup and special effects company out here in the Northwest for film and TV and commercials and all that. Man, and um, yeah, tell me about yourself, man. Let, let's get to know you. All right. Um, I guess uh, going back, I've always been kind of an artist interested in movies. Um, ever since um, I saw Star Wars as a kid, you know, I, I saw that and I was blown away by it and loved the costumes, loved the effects, and then just kind of got into behind the scenes. Um, was always getting my hands on anything I could see back in the in the 80s, 90s, whatever. Blu-rays, DVDs came out behind the scenes content, you know, I'm always following that because uh, I was so interested. And then finally I was able to sneak into some movies back in back in the late 90s. Um, I was doing some graphic design for a couple of indie filmmakers, did their posters and artwork. Then they, I started getting to be on set and starting to get put into the films, um, making props, costumes, um, getting to act, and it just kind of grew from there. Man. I love it. And, you know, I always been that way as well. The behind the scenes, man, how they would, um, you know, film the stuff, do the props, um, oh, a lot yeah. of creative stuff going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite to uh, figure out how they did things and, you know, make all this stuff. 
make it happen. Yeah, yeah, because you know, especially back then when CGI wasn't as good, because now they could yeah. do anything CGI. You know, it was terrible, <laughs> right? Man, and um, I love your background, by the way. Thank and, you. Uh, I love that you work with CJ Graham as well. I mean, he, he's an amazing guy. He's, he's been on the show as well. Oh, yeah. I love him to death. He is super sweet, down to earth, genuine. Um, he's been a good mentor. Uh, and his wife, Ruby, as well. Very sweet people and uh, happy to call them friends and family. Yeah. I've worked a couple of times now. Um, see him at conventions. The first time I went to a convention was New Jersey Horcon uh, many years ago. And he called me up and he said, Hey, um, you know, I see that you're going to be signing autographs at your first horror convention. I just want to give you some tips and pointers, if you don't mind. Um, something I've learned over the last 25, 30 years that might be able to help you. And he talked to me for an hour telling me what kind of banners to do, what to put on my table, what works, what doesn't, um, how what prices to do. Um, all these things and, and, uh, how to interact with people, what to expect. And, um, it was just great. And just life advice too. He's really, really good at all that. Yeah, man. And he's so humble. I'm like, dude, you were Jason. And he's, yeah, like, he is. And he's funny. He's really funny. He, he likes practical jokes, um, <laughs> on set. He's always pranking people, pranking me several times. It's <laughs> fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Man, and um, you guys were uh worked on a movie together, right? On YouTube, uh, two of them, yeah. Um, Friday the 13th Vengeance and Friday the 13th Vengeance 2 Bloodlines. Um, I play Jason Voorhees in those movies, and uh, CJ Graham, who we all know played Jason in part six, he played Jason's father, Elias Voorhees. And in the original part six, uh, written and directed by Tom McLaughlin, the ending was supposed to have Elias show up. And um, you can find the storyboards online if you Google um, Friday 13, Part 6, Jason Lives storyboards, ending, you know, you'll see that it ends with a graveyard and uh, the gravekeeper and Elias coming up and paying the gravekeeper and whatnot, having a conversation. So um, that never got done because the studios, they weren't sure they wanted to go in that direction for the next film. They didn't know if they want to introduce, so they're like, they scrapped that. So it just kind of went away. But then when Vengeance, when we made that one, that one is a direct sequel to part six, um, you know, 25 years later. And we uh, we decided let's start Vengeance with the original ending for part six. And we got Tom McLaughlin, the writer-director, to come out and play our gravekeeper. And, um, and he got to be there, witness the scene that he wrote 30 years ago and be a part of that. So that was pretty special. And then um, and who better to play Jason's father than the old school Jason himself, C.J. Grant. I love that you guys did that. It's like, it's like that was supposed to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, it all lined up. A lot of this, a lot of the Vengeance movies came to be that way. It was like just magic. It just kind of came, came to be. And uh, you did the practical, practical, the special effects as well? Uh, for part two. For part one, there's a couple different um, effects artists in there um, who worked on that one. But in uh, part two, Bloodlines, uh, myself, uh, my partner Naomi and uh, Michelle Munez, a whole we had a whole team of people working, um, you know, kind of under the real fiction umbrella to make that happen. Nice, love the special effects. I, everything you. about it, like you guys did an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah, we we, you know, I love doing it, and so I started 
making the the props, the body parts, all the special effects while we were writing, you know, the the script. And as it was going on, I'd build something or I'd want to build something and then write that into the story. And, um, and so I spent a good year before we even filmed creating all these things and coming up with these creative kills. And then once we got on set, we executed them and just kind of hope for the best and and just did what we wanted to see and what we wanted to do with something we thought would be fun. And then after it's been out, it's won 60 awards so far um, oh. in, uh, you know, in the festivals and a lot of them for, for makeup and special effects. And so we're very honored and proud, you know, that this little film we did um, has been getting that kind of attention and the, and the hard work that everyone put into those special effects and the camera work and and everything is being recognized. Yeah, because, you know, you know, films, it, it really shows the work that you put into it and the talent that you have. You know, it, it's out there for everybody to see and judge or, you know what I mean? The yeah, it's, there's a lot of judgment in the world. So, you know, when you when you hit send on there and you wait for it to go live and it goes live and people start watching it you know you always no matter what you think of it yourself there's always going to be people out there who don't want to like it um out the gate you know and people there's a lot of judgment and so you're expecting that you're waiting for it and uh, we were really pleasantly surprised uh how well it was received by by just about everyone and you know you got a couple of those trolls once in a while who come in there mask hot garbage um or whatever because you know it's not for everyone and um even with the original franchise you've got you know 12 films out there mm -hmm. and um everyone has their favorite some people hate five some people hate x some people hate freddy versus jason you know and and other people love it to death so there's there's a, a friday for everyone out there and um and same with this you know some people are gonna like it some won't some just don't want to because everyone else does so um it's uh but yeah overall very positively received um it's blown people away people have been really excited um people who loved the first one absolutely really loved this one people who didn't care for the first one loved this one um, the second one so uh we learned a lot um, from the first put that into the second and just had fun with it and and did something we all wanted to, to see yeah man and uh, i'm looking forward to see a lot more you know stuff like that um it's amazing thank you Thank you. And yeah, we've got, um, ever since then, we've been brought on to several other movies that we're working on now, not Friday the 13th ones, but several other ones. And a lot of it is because of the special effects and the things that we did in that movie. And it's been amped up. So part two bloodlines, a lot of gore, um, a lot of you know, horror and gore in there and blood. But we've been taking it up a notch on each uh, upcoming film because they're like, you know, we got to go more. We got to go more, you know, and make it bigger and grosser and better. So we have some really fun projects that are coming out in the next year or so um, that have been filmed or are being filmed now that we're excited for people to see that as well. Um, so it's, it's growing. Awesome, man. I'm excited. And um, which one was your favorite kill? Oh, there's so many. Um, and for different reasons. The... I mean, in in Vengeance One, it's the the Heather kill where I you know Jason Voorhees grabs her, throws her down the ground with a pickaxe and smashes her head. Um, that one was my favorite for that. For Part Two, it's man, you know it, I have different ones for different reasons. 
the the Richie Ramon kill is special to me. It it catches everyone off guard, um, and it's very sad and emotional when it happens. The but the um, the kill where I rip the spine out um, and back and peel the girl in half uh, after fighting her, she's trying to get away through the fence and everything. That one, I think, just because it was a pretty big one that we built, it took a little bit of time, um, several of us to pull it off, and and it just looked fun. And uh, and it was fun to to execute. So that one is a is a winner for us. But there's oh. I could go on about. So there's like 36 kills in the movie. Oh and wow! I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, and so many of them are just unique and fun. It's really hard to, it, it, to ask me another day. It'll be a different kill. Um, was there any of them that were really challenging for you guys? Um, yeah. So Darcy DeMoss, her kill, um, she played uh, Nikki in part six um, in the RV when Jason smashes her head in the mirror in the RV, flips over, catches fire. Um, well, she came back to reprise her role um, with some scars on her face from that incident and everything. But she doesn't make it out this time, you know, spoiler alert. So uh, her kill was a little more challenging just because we had um the way it was done, where she's kind of strung up, we got the wires, we have her high, we got the body, gut spilling out. We it's there's a lot to put together and uh and choreograph. So that fight took quite a bit to, to lead up to that moment and to get everything to kind of pull together correctly. Um that one was was a bit difficult. And then um the fire, the fire stunt and um you know killing the Paul Taylor, who plays Pinhead in Hellraiser Judgment, um, killing him. It getting all that cut together and uh and good was was a bit of a challenge, but we, we pulled it off. You made it, you made it happen, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. And um um did you go to school for this or you just learn as you go and just, just Yeah, do- I wish. I wish I was able to go to school for this. I mean, I still talk about it now. I mean, there's things so many amazing professionals out there who who know the craft, know what they're doing. Um, I am taking like online courses, uh, do the Stan Winston, um, school of character arts and everything, uh, doing all that kind of running out of courses to take, but, uh, there's a few schools I would love to go to and, and professionals I'd love to learn from. Um, I worked with Mick Strawn for a good couple of years on the first vengeance. And, um, he was the production designer, art director for films like Nightmare and Elm Street three and four blade, Leatherface, fantastic Four, moral combat, um, a bunch of the old school 80s movies and classics yeah i worked hand in hand with him and learned so much from him um he's just a wealth of knowledge and experience and um and getting to, to work side by side with him was an honor and amazing to learn um and uh and there's times where i was able to do things that impressed him too and he's like oh you remind me of a younger me um so that's that was really great but that's the only real professional training I've had was was with Nick. Otherwise, um it's the online courses and everything that that I can do. But I would love to I would love to go to one of the schools and and learn more techniques and tricks and just pick brains because everyone has that experience and they've learned from mistakes in the past and it'd be so good to to get all that. That's impressive, man. Like because I was just asking man like you guys do an amazing job and like I can't believe you didn't go to school for this. Like it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My partner, Naomi, um, who does a lot of the beauty makeup and the special effects makeup and everything, they went to school down in Portland 
um, at a makeup and special effects school. And so they've got a bit of training there. Um, and I've learned a bit from Naomi as well. Uh, but it's that's that's where the schooling is at right now <laughs> is just a little bit of that. And they're also taking the course with me um, for Stan Winston. Um, and we just do it. We get a lot of requests, you know, like a blow this body up, tear this one apart here, have this happen that way. And we just got to problem solve, figure it out. Like, how would we do that? Um, how can we do it effectively and uh, within budget? So a lot, lot of problem solving before you even start pouring silicone. You ever have any trouble like uh, making a, a special effect and then it looks different on camera, like the film? There's sometimes, for the most part, they, they've all kind of come out as expected. Um, there's been a couple of times where, uh, you know, you plan, you work with the directors and the writers and everything, um, the DP to say, you know, how's this going to be shot? What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Uh, and we have our recommendations, like we recommend doing this in three parts. You show the actor, you show this, a cutaway, blah, blah. Um, and we'll do this. What angle are you going to go at? And they tell us, but then you build it for that. But then maybe you get on set and the set does not allow for that angle or that that distance or anything like that. So you got to come up with some creative ways to kind of enhance that. Um, or there's um, like an effect maybe doesn't work. The way expected for uh for example we were down in hollywood um, we had to fly down to hollywood to go finish one of the movies we're working on and we had this effect where somebody gets shot um in the knees and on the way down there our our blood um our extinguisher all the our equipment was confiscated by tsa oh. even though we, we took it we took it to the airport we opened it we showed them what it was they said yeah this is no problem um we showed up on set the first time it was lost. And then our executive producer had to run to the airport the day of filming, go pick it up once it finally arrived, bring it to us on set. We opened the box and all of our blood's gone. The extinguisher's gone. All the effects, everything to, to cause the bursting blood is oh. gone. Um, so we had to quickly run to the grocery store, send someone off to go get, send them the ingredients to make blood, um, get some other things, uh, pull it together. And when we get there with our, our actor, who's well-known, um, and we get the prosthetics on, we get everything set up, and now we have to kind of do it not the way we would plan, not the way we'd want. Um, and it kind of failed a couple of times because we're, we had to make it up on the spot with the materials we had at hand, which were not optimal. And um, it took about three tries. And finally, we were able to get something 
um, that was decent and passable, but it was definitely not at the level we wanted or the quality we wanted. And so we were a little bit, you know, our hearts were broken as effects artists, like, ah, we spent so much time with these prosthetics and the tubing and everything to get it done right and did everything to, to get there right. But TSA kind of got in the way and we had an hour to pull it together and, and come up with something else. But it was still, it's, you know, it's passable. It'll, it'll work, but, um, but we know it could have been better. Oh man. Oh. You know, and that's the thing though, you got to improvise, you know, and it's kind of trial and error when um <clears throat> you got to make it up on the spot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just hope for the best. I mean, it's something, it's a simple trick that we've done in the past but it doesn't have the same flair, you know, as having the correct pressure and the correct blood mix and all that stuff. So um, it was, it was disappointing, but we got through it. You know, you got to think on your feet a lot and there'll be times on set where um, they might change their mind. Um, like, Oh yeah, the wardrobe is broken down here or this got torn. We can't show below the feet. We got to show up here. or We can't show this arm. Um, don't get blood on the actor uh, because continuity, we only have one outfit. So we can't get, so you got to kind of think on your feet and rearrange, come up with new ways to do things, um, which is, I love doing. I love that quick problem solving under pressure. Um, how can we do this? How can we do that? And come up with a, a solution. And a lot of really good um, ideas are born from that, um, that you, you know, end up in movies where it's like, no, that was a split second decision. That was a quick change. And, and we had to do this and it looks amazing. So, yeah. You ever do that while you're writing? Like, you know, writing the storyline you do the, the kills and you're like wait it would be better if the kill was this when you go back and rewrite or anything like that oh yeah absolutely um all the time there's you know you write something and it's in your mind it's all great sometimes you'll go back and reread it and you're like wait what was i thinking or that's not great and um or as you're building the prop for it it's like oh if i do it this way we can make it even better um we're working on a film right now called disappointment girls and that happened. There was something that happened to one of the victims and it was pretty cool. But then, you know, in making the body that we had a full body cast and everything and making the body for that, it had some defects in it because the budget didn't allow for um, the full proper process. So um, pulling it out of the molds and everything, there was a couple of defects. And so we offered a suggestion, like, well, what if this happens also, and then we could make it look even better. Um, and really gored up and make it gross. And they were like, well, okay, that sounds good. And so we did that. And now everyone's just like, it's our favorite thing now um, because we kind of went back and enhanced it. Uh, not intending to, but just because maybe luck or maybe, you know, circumstance, it, it led down that path of making something that was cool, really kind of over the top, fantastic and going to be very memorable just came out way better than it was intended to be <laughs> yeah so it's we're very excited at first we're like okay it's here's a body that is going to be there um and now it's going to be a lot more impact and so yeah it came out way better love it and <clears throat> like for the blood is there a certain like recipe or um like like a universal recipe that everyone uses or everybody's got their own yeah, I mean the the most commonly used recipe is kind of an old. Um, there's an uh, an old makeup artist named Dick Smith. He uh, was very well known for his blood recipe from a long while back, and so a lot of people use that um, or a variation of it. We we do something similar with ours, and um, but it really depends on 
many things like there's thick blood there's thin blood there's the blood that you got to pump through things there's going to be red blood dark blood aged blood sticky blood gooey blood scab blood there's whatever it calls for we've probably got like 20 different kinds of blood um dependent on what uh what the scene calls for and what the effect is going to be we've got 20 gallons out here outside my door for the upcoming film and uh with another five to ten gallons we got to make and um and that's just the base and then what we're going to do is take that and either thin it down thicken it up darken it um do various things to it to to make it work for what we're going to need along this film we're going to start filming next week man i never thought about that yeah wow wow it's a lot i mean sometimes you know a lot of indie you know filmmakers first time filmmakers they'll go grab the little spirit halloween vampire blood thing and you know it's very pink and orange yeah it's like oh i got cut on my head and they'll throw it on there but um and they just have like a drip of blood or run down or spattering but you know what we do is we'll take four or five different kinds of blood and and make that wound and give it some dimension and some color and some depth and um and make it real so we ask a lot of questions when somebody's like oh hey yeah they just got hit in the head well okay by what and how long ago and you know how hard was it do you want it dripping down is it do you want the hollywood version where it's like a little bit of a, a cut so that their face is still pretty or um it's there's a lot that goes into that and a lot of questions before we can even put blood on a person i never thought about that because blood dries out pretty quick you know and it gets pretty sticky you know it can it can and then but we have other options too um sometimes it needs to come out of wardrobe so we have some ingredients that go into the blood so that it can be washed out um if it has to come out of the actor's mouth you have to have mouth safe blood um and different things there's eye blood there's the things that um different kinds of blood for different applications and um it's it's a whole science by itself i love it i love it i never thought about that have a base and then just change it as you go for whatever you need that's that's yeah Yeah, and i was just asking because i i love your you got special effects and um i was like how do they do that (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a lot it's we've got a whole whole big kit um that we can alter our blood and um and uh yeah so many different ways to use it awesome man and um anything in the future for you guys anything coming up that you can talk about yeah um we just finished up a film called diced and it is uh you know a serial killer thing i play the serial killer in that one as well um scarecrow killer that's a lot of fun it's a big gory uh slasher we have um 259 we just got wrapped on it's a demon possession movie written by cody newton and newton Newton productions based on a true story uh and that one's gonna be a lot of fun i play the demon in that one and we also do the special effects and the makeup for that um we're working on a a film called disappointment girls formerly bunnyland so you heard me in the past talk about bunnyland it's now disappointment girls um and that one we we've been building the effects for for the last couple of months um two three months and we start filming in a week and so that'll be that'll be great we have one called laugh by peter anthony productions which is more of a it's less horror but more of a drama um, with a horror element to it psychological thriller and that's going to be a lot of fun it's it's very well written um and some really cool very purposeful effects so peter's done a good job with that and we're going to be working on that one out in connecticut 
um, in a few months and uh, a couple more that are kind of on the hook for the future, but we just got to see if we can get everything signed and everything. But yeah, it's we have a premiere um, tomorrow for one called Winter Island that we wrapped. Uh, it's finally coming out and um, Midnight River is one we just finished uh, last month as well. So we've been busy. He can ask, man. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, where can people find these films when they, when they're out? Um, um, they're gonna be all over. So most of these are are intended to be on like Amazon or other streaming services. Um, you can definitely follow on Instagram or Facebook, Real Fiction Studios, and we'll be posting links to all the movies coming out. You can watch our progress along the way, see some of the effects we're doing. Um, contact us through there. So um, we try to keep that updated often. Um, we show things that we can along the way, sometimes, you know, NDAs, or we don't want to give out spoilers if there's certain actors that might die or something, you know, we don't want to give that away until the movie's out. So we have a whole backlog of things that we're dying to share um, that we can't share yet, but um, we can show some things along the way and not tell you what it is. Um, but yeah, if you like behind the scenes content, you like special effects, makeup, gore, horror stuff, Real Fiction Studios, go follow us or go to realfictionstudios.com and we have all of our links in there too. Love it, man. Love it. Everybody check them out, realfictionstudios.com. And um, anything else you'd like to plug, man? Um, no, I think that's uh, that's all I got for now. Um, anything we have there will be up there. Um, our new makeup line people have been asking about as well. Um, Naomi and I partnered with Toribel Cosmetics, and we have beauty makeup. Um, Naomi's also a, a beauty makeup artist, and we have Killing It is uh, the name of the line. And we have our Scream Queen palette. Yeah, a Scream Queen palette with four colors in it um, and a, a liquid lip that's uh, this cool purplish color. Um, very more, a little more edgy in the makeup area. And so... It's a lot of fun. The packaging is cool. Um, you can find that on our website as well, realfictionstudios.com. Uh, more colors coming out in another couple months. So uh, that I guess that's something I want to plug. <laughs> so go check that out. Um, get it for your ladies. Get it for yourself. Get whatever. It's uh, And let us know what you think. I love it, man. I love it. Like kind of horror-themed uh, makeup line, you know? It is. Yeah, all the names of the colors are all horror-themed. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's fun. Everything we do is going to be kind of horror themed in that in that makeup line. Love it, man. And um, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time and, and having me on here. And uh, keep kicking ass, bro. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. All right, man. You have a good one. All right. You too. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screaming chewy 
gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks. You know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes. Also, in between episodes, I like to add me streaming. Yeah, watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.